welcome to the Prep Me Podcast. I am Tora Couture, and as usual, I'm with my co-host, Chansey. He is no longer has a last name. Um, and we just want to say, <laughs> I can never pronounce his last name right, okay? It's just, it's one of but those But the thing parts. is, you go for it, though. You usually just go <laughs> for it. Yeah, and you know what? It's because it's a weird last name. It's just V-no, like V-no. Keep it simple. I, I realize that it is easy, but I've got a glitch in my brain. I can't do it. So anyways, uh, we are today, we are going to be talking about what makes the MCAT so hard. And before we begin, I want to quickly say what makes the MCAT so hard? Well, let's flip it around. You know what makes the MCAT easier is signing up for the our sponsors comprehensive MCAT course, and that is Prep 101. They're a very generous sponsors, and that's what allows us to do this podcast and get it out to you today. So we will start. I will start with Chansey and say, what makes the MCAT hard? There are many things that make it hard. And I have to acknowledge that was very, very smooth. As somebody who did not seek appropriate prep and time for the MCAT, it is so valuable that you do your prep, whether it be a course or time, which takes me into what makes the MCAT hard. It is an exam like no other. As an undergraduate or even as a graduate student, it is an exam that is going to be experienced like no exam you've ever done before in your past. I think there's many things that make it hard, but as someone who's written plenty of NCATs, three you know, on my own for my own personal agenda of applying to medicine, um, scattered amongst undergrad, grad school, and then sort of in working years. But then like Tora, we write you know, dozens and dozens of MCATs dozens. Just, just to learn it. For fun. For fun. I do the, well, you know what? Before every MCAT season, I actually do a whole bunch of passages, just ones that I pick up over the course of this year or whatever. And I just kind of get in the groove because I find one of the things that makes the MCAT hard is the, first of all, the time, right? It's a, it's a, it's a six an hour and 15 minute of actual thinking time, seven and a half hour a day. It, it's a big, long day with obviously tons mm-hmm. of pressure. Um, I think what makes the MCAT hard is more than anything, and I think this is from my experience talking to lots and lots of students over the years, is the internal dialogue, is the, the psychological warfare that students put on themselves. It's like, I can't do this. I don't know. Ah, I'm, I'm getting stuck. It's just that lack of confidence, um, I think, that is the most intimidating part of the MCAT. Because I will say this, the science is not hard. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of it, right? It's just really broad. Yep. But it's like, first year bio and a little bit of intro, intro, intro biochem. Um, it's, you know, intro to intro organic chemistry, although the, the organic chemistry tends to be on the hard side, you know, like looking back, it's been a long time since been, I've been an undergrad, but I look at the material and I'll flip through the chem books just to scare myself. Um, and I'm like, no, you know, I could do this. It's not hard material. But there's just, you get that stack of prep material, you know, at the beginning of the prep 101 course and you get this mail to you and the students just, I, I, I can see their faces in my mind. You know, it's just the faces. Oh just my go gosh. White, like what have sheet. I done? What have <laughs> yeah. I done? I made a mistake. I need to rethink this because it like, it matters. And you, you, you bring a good point up that like, it's the volume of manageable material. It's not organic chem part two when you're really diving into that crazy hard midterm. No, it's more that instead of jumping in the 12 foot deep end, you're just waiting in the seven foot. Like you can almost touch the bottom of the pool, but you got to wait a little bit. You still have to put in some work because of that volume. There's just so much volume and so many topics. That's the difference of this test. They don't ask you an undergrad to write one test on the 10 courses you did throughout the year (laughs) and do it in seven hours. That's what the MCAT is, folks. Like that's what we're asking you to do. But then we're going to put this critical thinking label and umbrella on it at the same time and also give you brain 
brand new information to learn on the test itself. I think that's one of the things that, find, that students find really intimidating, this idea that there's new information in the passages mm-hmm. and it's hard to kind of get your head around and own it and embrace it and be like, cool, I'm going to learn about I don't, evolution of blue color of robin's eggs. I don't know. I'm making that up. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to own this passage. And I think that what makes it particularly difficult, but um, I think also that what you brought up, Chancey, is the critical thinking aspect. And it is really unlike any other undergraduate test I've ever seen. I mean, I've, I've seen exams through across the country, across the continent, really, for like my field of genetics and, uh, and cell biology and stuff. Um, and the MCAT, I love, I love, I have a huge appreciation for its difficulty. But this is what I like to say about the MCAT is that it's, it's formulaic there is a formula, there's a system that they employ. And it's like, you know, you could use people like Chansey and I um, to help crack that formula. There are typical questions that that they ask. There's typical Mm -hmm. topics that they ask. And so, yes, it's intimidating, but I think our topic today is what makes the MCAT so hard. And I think the argument might actually be, it's not that hard once you realize that the material is not that hard it's learnable easily by anyone who has got into university, you can master the material for the MCAT and you can learn how to think critically. Usually you have to be taught. I do find it's not something you can learn on your own very easily, but I think it is a doable test, but it's more intimidating than hard. So maybe, our, maybe yeah. we should have rephrased the whole t- title of today's podcast, right? Maybe it should have been, why is the MCAT so intimidating? For sure. Cause like what the, even the hard bit, like you're saying, like the MCAT being hard, what makes the MCAT easy and more manageable is appreciating that it is hard and knowing what you need to do to overcome the things that are out there for cracking this code and appreciating the time you need to invest in studying. And once you put that all forward, it's not as hard as it once was. It's a bit more reasonable. And the blanket statement is a bit more or a lot more unintimidating. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will say, I think one of the um, biggest stresses, especially early on in MCAT taking is the time is that students run out of time. Mm-hmm. Did you find that in yours? I mean, the first time you wrote time, maybe wasn't a big issue because you were so, so prepared, but the uh, other two. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, okay. Okay. Hold on now. This is a, this is a podcast for, for the many, the plenty, not the one. Um, so yes, I was maybe underprepared in my first time writing the MCAT as somebody who wasn't fully invested in medicine, thought like maybe I had a bunch of friends doing it and I said, I should do it too. And um, it wasn't the, it wasn't the, the best uh, course of actions, but time. So that's the first thing I think we said. So the MCAT, what makes it hard? Uh, one of the things is time for me prepping and doing sort of full like MCATs as part of practice, I think time was a little bit of a hindrance. It was definitely based on section. It wasn't that it was the whole exam in terms of I ran out of time on the whole exam. Time, I break it down to two sort of conversations. One is per section, the sections that we struggle with the most, the cars, or for some people, it might be the psych social when you just find you're a slow reader, or you like to like, you're a big highlighter and you want to write out many statements to describe what you just read. Time will eat you. It will get you that way. So it's per section. The second way I see it, and maybe more for me and to Tora's first point is time is I'm investing and I have to sit for six and a half hours doing a test on multiple subjects. Time is weary. It wears me down. It's not my normal routine. I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I have a migraine. It's the time that the full exam takes itself that can also just be a bit of a, a bit of a hurdle. 
But I will say that I think that's one of the bigger challenges. And one of them is we, I talk a lot about in the Prep 101 MCAT course, which I, of course I teach for. And that is, it, you're, you can build your endurance. I always find like that first class, the first four hour class, um, they'll do like bio one or cars or whatever. And students will just by hour three, it's just like, they're just exhausted, right? Just drained of all that mental and emotional energy that they want to invest in the MCAT. And then as the weeks go on, the endurance actually improves. And I think that's one of the weird little advantages of taking a, a prep course. But I think that's something you can do on your own as well is to recognize that your, in, your intellectual endurance can actually be improved. And so can your performance on the exam. So we have a lot of little tricks that uh, pieces of wisdom that you know courses offer. And that is from your instructors and things like after the fifth passage, you should have 40 minutes left. Um, roughly, right? So that these are the kinds of things where it, you have a strategy to get through the exam that has nothing to do with the material. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that is a real stress for a lot of students is how I can learn all the material. Now what? Right? I know everything, but it doesn't mean you're going to do well in the MCAT because there's all these little hacks. There's all these little tips. There's all these little oh, things. The strategies don't and things to yeah. avoid and yeah, yeah and there's all these traps, right, that people fall into. Um, and one of them, of course, is the negative self-talk. I think that's I think that's makes it really, really, really oh, difficult. It's so huge. And you have to you have to carry that through such a long exam. So it's so easy for it to constantly be nagging in the back of your head. And for what you said for me early compared to when I was writing the MCAT and scoring well and you know, super competitive by the end of it, I certainly felt way less concerned about the time because I was doing real MCATs. I was doing four or six hours of studying per night. I was doing full lengths, if not every week, every other week. So going into just a different environment, writing the same length of time, my body was prepared for it. Like I knew what I was getting myself in for. So it was that prep, like you said, right? And I think that uh, one of the things I say all the time to my students for the, that are prepping for the MCAT is that studying improves your speed, but the tactics improve your accuracy, right? So studying, because there's lots of questions in the science sections where I just read it and I I just know the answer because, well, I'm a biologist, but you know, like as, as, because I know it, I don't have to read between the lines and summarize and paraphrase and identify distractors, all these different skills. It certainly improve your accuracy, but sometimes you just know it, you know, you just plug it into the formula that, you know, you need to use and that's the answer and, and voila. So there's a lot of um, knowledge that can help your, your, your speed on the exam, especially if you're someone who generally runs out of time on most exams. I see, I was the person, I was like always the second out of every exam I ever wrote. There was always that first person who wrote, like writes a final exam and like they leave 10 minutes in because they have no idea what they're doing. I was always next, no matter what, <laughs> right? So uh, time has never been an issue for me, but because uh, I just, I race, but so I have to slow down. So I actually have to find tactics to slow myself down when I'm writing the MCATs. So I have to like write more and I have to like talk it through myself. Well, so you know, we- that's a really good point too, because like what you're saying is like, I identify with you, like in undergrad and in high school, I was usually, I wasn't second, you beat me, but I was like in the top five to 10. And then I do the MCAT and I'm cruising through it. Like I think with the same amount of speed and I think I've got the knowledge, but it's all those traps that got me as like, oh, I did not interpret that correctly in that cars question stem or in that bio question stem. And the first few MCATs, yeah, maybe I was okay with time, but you know what? The outcome was not good. The grade was not good. 
Well, and I think, I think that's what, I think, you know, when you first step up to an MCAT and the first passage that we do in courses and stuff like that, students are blown away if they haven't done one before. It's, it's just like, it's so different, but you get better. You get better with practice. You get better with, with help. Um, certainly you get better with advice. You get better with strategies in order to tackle the test. This isn't very much a tactic test. Um, again, the material is broad and, and wide ranging and from multiple different units that you may have weaknesses in, but it's not overly difficult. You're not doing calculus in your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to be on there. Um, but I think that this is a tactic based exam where having a couple of things like my favorites are uh, Chancy, I don't know what your favorite tactics are, but mine are paraphrasing. You paraphrase the question stem. Okay. Because the MCAT is famous for a lot of gobbledygook in their question stems. You read the question and you need 10% of the information that's in there, particularly for the sciences, right? There's all this background information. The question's five lines long and all it's asking for is what does hexokinase do? And you're like, oh, well, that's the first enzyme of glycolysis because I've memorized that. And, and so I think paraphrasing is something that makes you such so much more of an efficient MCAT. And it comes with, and I think one of the better pieces of advice I'd give students, and they kind of look at me cross-eyed at the beginning, is come at the MCAT a little bit with a cockiness. And, and there's a little bit of like a, uh, a, the AAMC, the people who write the MCAT, it's like spit it out. What are you trying to say here? No, 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 I'm not going to get caught up in your, your, your silly wording here. No, 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 no. I kind of sometimes I'll actually even sit back physically and look at a question and be like, nope, you're not going to get me here. Nope. This, this question, I need none of this information. All this is about is what is hexokinase. And it takes a lot of <laughs> cojones to, to kind of like think you're smarter than the MCAT, but you're because you, you're not, but there's a little bit of a edge that sometimes when I'll read a passage, I'll, I'll kind of have this like, okay, what are you trying to say? And if that's in my mind, I actually find I perform better. There's, a, there's that confidence that comes with practice, really, with, with having a set of uh, principles that you can guide yourself through and taking this test. And I think you're right. I think you need to overcome these really wordy and jargony question stems. And just like you say, get to the point. Yes. Okay. There's three sentences in that question stem, but you want this from me right now with these four answers below. And I know that's what you want. So you know what? You can just, you can mess off. I'm going right to Mike. I'm going right to the answer. And this is what you actually want and moving on. And that confidence is something that it isn't innate for a lot of people, right? It's that they get that from like listening to you and me and instructors and doing the practice and learning the strategies. Cause otherwise you're going in there just a little bit, a little bit cold and a bit novice to that. And you're spending so much time being like, okay, but maybe they meant this, or maybe they meant that, or maybe all these maybes and all these confusions and all the self-doubt and getting worked up and that's what we want to, you know, prepare people for. We want to try to avoid that on test day. You can do that early, but we don't want you doing it when you go to your test center for the real MCAT. Well, I think that's so. What, what I'm hearing here is what we're saying is that, you know, yes, the MCAT's hard, but with a certain, with certainly practice and especially ad, using advice and practicing with that advice. Um, and uh, I will say, in our sponsor, I will, I will give a shout out to our sponsor here. Prep 101 offers comprehensive MCAT courses, and they come with a set of tactics. And so, whether you call them strategies, tactics, advice, this test taking advice, as long as you can, like, it's like, it's like golf. My husband's obsessed with golf right now, and he thinks swing thoughts. Right. It's like, what do you think about when you step up to the ball? Give you three swing thoughts. Swing thoughts right. <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of like that in the MCAT, like my swing thoughts when it comes to knocking the, you know, my drive uh, 300 yards on the MCAT is like, OK, 
uh, read for the main idea, read, paraphrase the question stem and eliminate with confidence. And I think those are probably my three that are like the tactics I've practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and teach and teach and teach and teach and drill into students. And those are the three I probably lean on the most. You? Yeah, I think it's to some variation, the exact same thing. It's just, you, you start with like the mental model of like, I can do this and I'm doing this the right way because I've invested the time. Yes, what makes the MCAT hard are lots of things we said. Uh, it's a long test. There's a lot of material. It's a different style of test. They try to trap you. They try to trick you. So you need to learn the strategies. And honestly, it's for me, it's just putting the time in and putting it in the right areas. Anybody can read a textbook if they've got the hours to do it and learn material out of a page. What they can't do on their own typically is these strategies. And I think it's so important that, again, you can read and not be thrown for a loop or lack your confidence just because you're seeing new information. Because you have to remember, you also know a ton of information and you know what the MCAT is going to do. You can predict, even if it's in cars, like the one thing, that's a section I struggle with and Tor loves cars, but I struggled with cars early on. And what made cars more obtainable for me was just predicting the kind of questions that they're going to ask me and really putting on the glasses, the shirt, the pants, the shoes, the belt of the author so that I could answer questions. Like I'm the one who wrote that body of information. And that's what made the difference for me, right? Is that prep work and that investment to understanding what is the MCAT trying to do to trick me here? How are they trying to test this appraisal and me be ready for it? So that when I see a question type, like I've got the confidence and that's that swagger to say, I know what you're asking here. And this is the answer and moving on. So I think, you know, the reality is the MCAT is hard. But what makes it hard is often not the lack of knowledge because everyone can gain the knowledge. Everyone walks into the MCAT, I think, with a significant amount of science facts smashed into their brain. Mm -hmm. What makes it hard is the strategies that you need, the confidence you need in those strategies and making sure that you believe in that process that you've been practicing and the practice that's required. So the thing is, and I think that is something that really needs to drill here is that that can be taught. The tactics, it's, it's not something you come, there's no one who just, there's no such thing as the friend, your cousin of your friend who didn't study and got, you know, some massive score on the MCAT. That person doesn't exist. Just, I want names if they do, because I don't believe you. So you do have to practice, you do have to study, and ultimately you have to be taught um, and, or teach yourself, it's up to you, but a system of strategies of tactics that you can employ and you can rely on to get you through those tough questions because sometimes you just know the material and you know it's c and you're good and you're confident with that but most of the time you're having to parse your way through questions and map and paraphrase and do all these tactics that well prep 101 teaches and lots of other companies teach something similar um, but it's just the idea of relying and practicing the tactics that makes the MCAT hard because you've never had to use them before because undergrad doesn't yeah. ask you to that, right? And you want to learn them early so that when you're, you've got them in your bank and in your arsenal so that all the practice that you're doing from then on out, you're employing them and you're applying them. That's the biggest thing, right? You want to learn them early, not the week before your MCAT being like, oh, epiphany. This is how they do cards. These are the ways that get tricked. It's a bit, more, a bit overwhelming to wait that long. So do it early and get your practice in for sure. All right. So MCAT is hard, but it's doable. We believe <laughs> in you, the listeners. We can help you on your journey. Um, and, uh, we won't intimidate you any further. <laughs> it's good. You can do it. So thank you for listening today to the prep me podcast on behalf of myself, Torah and Chansey, my trusty co-host, um, and, uh, follow us, whether it's find the prep me podcast on any social media where you find prep 101, cause they are our trusty sponsor. And so we want to thank them again, as always for helping us, uh, reach out to you and give you the best edge you can to get into medical school. Thanks Chansey. Thank you, Torah.
We'll talk again. Sounds great.